0: To the Memorabilia podcast.
1: Hi! (laughs) That's my perky voice.
0: (laughs) Hello, Miss Perky Voice. I'm Rick.
1: And I'm Kate.
0: (laughs) So, tonight we have a very exciting episode ahead for you. Rick's very excited. I am quite excited because it is my favourite LP of all time.
1: It's been harassing me for the last two weeks about whether I've done enough
0: research, the answer is always no. Yeah, so we'll see how we go. This is the Sunday's reading, writing, and everything. So, good evening, Kate. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine, thank you. (laughs) Like we haven't just had dinner and stuff together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just setting the scene for (laughs) now. Five listeners.
1: How how are you, Rick?
0: I'm all right, yeah, good. (laughs) Watched some football with crowds this afternoon, which was quite good. The English, fantastic summer weather is with us. If you listen closely, you might be able to hear it chucking it doing outside.
1: And Wednesday didn't lose.
0: And Wednesday didn't lose, it's all
1: good. They didn't win either. You're disproportionately pleased that they didn't
0: lose, it's quite weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, early days, early days. Anyway, we're not here to early talk about what? football, come on. <laughs>
1: They're always crap.
0: <laughs> wow. Can we move on to the music, please? darling?
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, was that thunder?
0: It, it was a little was bit was of thunder, thunder and lightning, yes. Well, there
1: you go. I
0: thought that oh, those fireworks going off somewhere.
1: But it could be fireworks.
0: I don't know who'd be saying fireworks off in this weather, but there you go.
1: It's <laughs> slightly bizarre, but still. It's yeah. definitely fireworks random.
0: So <clears throat> last episode it was uh, Absolutely Madness from 1980 and uh, we've since Don't
1: you say absolutely by madness?
0: Yeah, technically yeah. It just absolutely
1: madness it sounds wrong. Well
0: it was absolutely madness because we weren't on for t- far too long yeah, didn't we? didn't you just <laughs> So as you can tell by this really concise and uh, succinct start this one's going to be a much shorter episode <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, not if you have your way with your, your new features that you want to
0: bring in. Only one new feature. <laughs> come on, it's come to me again.
1: God. Go on then. You, better, you might as well start with the interminable list.
0: <laughs> well, this week, I mean, it's the, the list is the top 50 American bands of all time. Still. Still. Still that list. But we are 20 to 11. So you'd think that.
1: God. I thought we were on the last leg. Oh, God. No, you're properly losing the will to live. in. <laughs> I thought that, I thought I thought it was like the top ten. Oh, That's next God. time, darling. I thought it was the top fifteen. You actually. can't. I don't know why I thought it was the top fifteen, but I did.
0: You can't have the best album of all time oh, okay. and the top ten of the top ten <sighs> American bands. I don't know.
1: We could have just hit a high and then you know.
0: And you've got nowhere to go there now, have you? Down. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> all right. So anyway, we we were at number twenty.
1: Are you Speed ready for up. some of these bands? Go on.
0: OK. I don't even know how to say this first band. I think it's Leonard, Leonard Skinnerd. Know anything about Leonard Skinnerd? I've heard Leonard of Leonard Skinnerd.
1: Have you not
0: heard of them? Yeah, of course I've heard of them. OK. Their most famous song is Freebird, but I can not tell you how it goes. They like a bit... OK. But that's as much as I can tell you. So we'll move swiftly on to The Birds, coming in at number 19. The Birds. Birds with a Y. Yes. 60s band.
1: I do feel that like you have to say it, birds. Okay. I don't think if you say birds, it doesn't convey that it's that band. No, that's how you say it, though. You don't say I don't say it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say it, I always say it, birds. Yeah, that's because that's from Suffolk. <laughs> no, just in my head, I just think you'd have to say that why.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, David Crosby was in the birds, who later went on as the.
1: I don't know who of he
0: is. Crosby Stills and Nash. Okay. Come on, don't tell me you don't know them. Well I've heard of them. And uh two of their songs I know, Eight Miles High, which occasionally gets played on six music. What the birds. The birds. <laughs> and uh Turn, Turn, Turn. That's another one of those.
1: You can be quicker. You don't have to keep pausing. I know. I'm nothing. waiting for you to fill the gaps. I know nothing about the birds okay. apart from my preferred pronunciation. <laughs>
0: 18, you must know a bit about this band, ZZ Top.
1: They wear hats, they have a lot of hair, there you go, let's move on.
0: No, come on, (laughs) we've actually seen, come on, who have we seen?
1: We did not see ZZ Top.
0: I didn't say we did see ZZ Top, did I? But who did we see when we were in Vegas? Fake ZZ Top. (laughs) Fake ZZ Top, they weren't called fake ZZ Top. (laughs) But I don't know what they were called. (laughs) Right, okay. They were alright though. And a lot of people in the 80s, including my brother... Had that uh, album, Eliminator, with the card on the front. And it had uh, legs. She got legs, she knows how to use them. Must know that song.
1: No. And I'm also like, my brain's going, yeah. And oh, good song. Two-year-old. Two
0: <laughs> Give me all your loving.
1: Yeah, Give I you know, know some of their songs, but I just, they're not.
0: You know? Okay. All right, we better move on then.
1: It's wedding disco fodder, is it?
0: <laughs> you better not be saying that about this next band.
1: I'm a tough crowd. You should I know
0: that. Flipping huh? <clears> on. <throat> Guns and Roses at seventeen. <sighs> My
1: enduring memory of Guns N' Roses is um, Steph doing it in karaoke and and getting down on the floor and giving it a dirty guitar. <laughs> <clears throat> Which party was that? I think it was my (laughs) fortieth.
0: Fair enough. Did she kill it? Oh, she slayed it. She was amazing. (laughs) And have you got appetite for destruction? No. No. Uh,
1: Neither metaphorically nor
0: physically. I think I had it on a tape somewhere. I think I taped it off someone naughtily. But that went about eighty-eight, wasn't it? Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. That I remember that coming out. Because I remember a, a lad in our school...
1: I was mostly listening to The Cure.
0: Having his Walkman on.
1: And a bit of Aerosmith.
0: And Blondie. So said, what are you listening to, Noel? Oh, you won't have heard of him, Guns and Roses, good.
1: So he, he was ahead of The curve. No, had I, I, I hadn't heard of him at that
0: point, no. So, uh, and then after that they followed it up with Use Your Illusion, which was that double album thing. I think it had some songs on uh, Terminator 2 as well. So yeah, Guns N' Roses, decent band. Sixteen, Metallica. Again, you're not gonna know anything about Metallica, are you? No,
1: nothing.
0: Oh, Master of Puppets, 1986, their classic album. Oh God, I've said the word. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else matters. <clears throat> nothing I love the way matters. you just keep
1: looking
0: at me. I'm hopeful like, that you're um, gonna know these songs. Like, look,
1: there's gonna be some kind of like, yes, Rick, it's an amazing album. Well, I love that song. No, well, i
0: do you know Enter Sandman? No.
1: Oh God! I, I probably to, I... do. If I've heard, if I yeah. hear it. All right, I'll play you that know, for you. Thanks. It's to look forward to. Can't wait. Maybe maybe we should go on for two hours this
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move away from the heavy rock to punk rock. At Number fifteen, we're in for the CBGB's regulars, the Ramones. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Do you know any Ramone songs, Kate? No Oh dear me OK, Blizz Creek Bop Hey, oh, let's oh, go yeah, do
1: you know that? You see, the, the whole um, unprompted recognition thing <laughs> It doesn't work It doesn't work for me I'm literally just like a blank canvas
0: <laughs> Sheena is <knows laughs> a punk rocker
1: I've heard of it Okay. I couldn't tell you how it went But if you sang it to me Please don't I- <laughs> I'd probably
0: know it. <laughs> All right, let's move on swiftly then to number 14. Right, the floor is yours. It's Nirvana. Give me your favourite Nirvana song.
1: <sighs> oh.
0: Oh. oh. On the spot.
1: I don't know. I just, I put my jaw out to Nirvana. <laughs> eh? so I was moshing in the old bar. <laughs> Did you get elbowed or no? Just Just generally, not elbowed. My head's far too high to get anybody's elbow. probably like somebody's head on my
0: chin or something right and that was it, was that night over
1: no because it hurt but I didn't realise how bad it was and then I woke up in the morning I couldn't open my mouth (laughs) (laughs) and everyone was like what have you done (laughs) I don't know, I was just in bed on my own (laughs) did you think that to them
0: (laughs) 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 so yeah that was fun can you can you first remember hearing uh, Nevermind the album? Did you have you have you got a copy of Nevermind?
1: No. Okay. But I would have. I wouldn't have. I don't remember hearing them, apart from in the clubs initially. Yeah. So obviously we used to go out like clubbing all the time, and they were played at the kind of clubs we went to. So.
0: Yeah. I think this was. I th- I've got a feeling this album was '91. Never mind. Because I was at first year at, at uni and uh, I remember a lad, Carl, giving me again, giving me headphones and saying, hey, listen to this, this is sound. And it was smells like tea spirit. This is sound. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you go, no, no, it's music. No, I, was, I remember thinking, flipping, hey, this is good. You know, I just, that, that whole sound was you a, just, a different sound.
1: You weren't, you weren't really, I was just taking the piss.
0: I and know someone you were. You your headphones I'm, and saying, this is sound I know, I'm ignoring you because you <laughs> did me head in already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what a band. And I, the It's
1: sad that I had to explain that pun to you and that, and that you weren't I, I entering get it, into but it. I just didn't like, think it were funny. It's way more interesting than reading through the list. <laughs>
0: Give it a rest so the other abiding memory I have of that album is putting it on playing computer, I was still playing computer games occasionally then, Commodore Amiga probably the album finishing the CD finishing and then about 10 minutes later this bloody noise comes on se- first time I'd ever heard a secret <laughs> track flipping out and he had a heart attack seriously it made me jump an absolute mile so yeah
1: did you have it on CD? yeah, yeah. could you not tell?
0: I don't know because you just put it on. You play because I, I didn't. I'd never even heard of a secret but when, track.
1: But when the final track comes on, yeah, but when you on di- the display, it tells you how long it
0: is. But the rec- the hi fi thing will be me. I'm looking at a screen. I'm not watching it. I'm I'm concentrating on the game, and I'd forgot it had even finished. That's what I mean. It was one of them. One of them moments. Anyway, let's move on. Unlucky for some thirteen. The Almond Brothers.
1: Never
0: heard of them. <laughs> My notes say, active between sixty nine and seventy six. Who?
1: Did you not find out?
0: No, I couldn't be asked. Well, I'm
1: shocked.
0: Because I thought you'd have a spazzy if, <laughs> 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 if I started spouting on about some band that neither of us ever heard of. So. I am to be forced to Google them
1: now. Google them. Google them. It's potent. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> How can you have never heard of a band that are in the top 13 of like the all-American bands of all time? It's just... I mean,
1: I'm not being funny, but for me, that's just like a normal thing. I know, but come on. <laughs> for you, yeah. that is quite surprising.
0: <laughs> 12 and 11 aren't brilliant either. 12, Sly and the Family Stone, Dance to the Music, whatever. Not really my kind of thing. And at 11, we've got Steely Dan. Uh, which... Ooh, they were formed in Jacksonville, Florida. We've been there. We have. No wonder we never heard of them. They never managed to get out of there. Well, they don't make it to the UK, I don't think. What's their signature song, then? I'm just trying to find Okay. Out. So, Steely Dan, named after an obscure sexual aid from William S. Burroughs' 1959 novel, The Naked Lunch. Have you read that book, The Naked Lunch? I
1: can't remember. No. If I did, I wasn't impressed.
0: No, um, Ricky, don't lose that number. Reeling in the years. So, some decent, decent songs. And, uh, of course, another band named after the character in a William S. Burroughs novel Clem Snide. <laughs> another one of your favourite American bands. Mm. So, we've got 10 to go. And I was thinking, I've not looked who the top 10 is. So, I was trying to work out. Who's going to be in the top ten? And seeing as we've had all the notes, you'd think Simon Garfunkel are probably going to be in there. Talking Heads.
1: I mean, I'm happy to wait till next
0: week. No, but come on, let's speculate. (laughs) The Doors, Green Day, Aerosmith, The Strokes, R.E.M., Beach Boys, Jackson 5, To count them as a band, probably do, don't you? Uh, television. Snide, <laughs> OK Go. Probably no not going to be in there, are they? No. <clears throat>
1: it's far too good to make this list.
0: <laughs> ben Folds 5. Same thing. So there we go. There was 20 to 11, babe. Can't wait till next week. To find out who didn't make it. I'm going to go mad if some of them didn't make it. Either. Surely you know. I didn't look. You've written them all down. No, I've only done to... Twenty to eleven. Oh, God, because it didn't. Cause it has like a little ch- 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 spool and a picture after every one on this website. So. Right. I didn't go beyond eleven. I thought I'd save the excitement. <laughs> so much to look forward to in it this week. I'm just slightly worried that your life is that dull now. <laughs> yeah. Be wooded. So the floor's yours, darling. Hit me with some Sunday super facts.
1: Oh, I was worried you were going to say that. So Rick nearly had a conniption earlier because we couldn't find the (laughs) album. (laughs) He thought he'd lost it. And then it transpires that he's actually got two copies, one on CD and one on
0: vinyl. (laughs) I think that's uh, one of only two. Three. I can think of three albums that I've got now. So there's this one, The Caretaker Race, Hangover Square which we'll get a mention in this episode. And also uh, Fireworks by Pelle. So why have you got it on CD as well? Uh, because I had a, a rubbish record player in it. Most of my records jumped a little bit and it was that good. I needed When I found out I could get it on CD, I got it on CD so I could listen to it in pure form. <laughs> so, yeah, that is why. But the vinyl came first. Uh, and, unusually, I've kept a sticker on the front. So we know that it was from Warp Records, £7.49. Best £7.49 i ever spent. Bargain. Absolutely.
1: So it released in 1990, mm-hmm. on the 15th of January. Obviously, you were feeling flush with your Christmas money.
0: <laughs> well, this is the thing. I didn't get it when it first came out. I didn't hear... <gasps> what? I didn't hear of the Sundays <laughs> until uh, a year later when I went to France uh, with Michelle for a summer holiday, I went down to, uh, where was that place? Somewhere near Antibes. I can't remember exactly where it was. And she had it on a a tape, on a Walkman. She let me listen to it. And that was it. Oh, what an album. Uh, And there was, on the other side of her tape was a band called The Ultra Vivid Scene were quite light but not Apache. On the Sundays. It's ultra vivid scene,
1: not the ultra vivid scene.
0: I know. Did I say the ultra vivid scene? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah so
1: you're you're uh, yeah, that
0: disturbed me. So had you heard the shock <coughs> before we met? Uh
1: I'm gonna say no. Okay. I was aware of the Sundays.
0: Yeah. Um
1: can't say that I'd ever heard the album.
0: From what we were aware of them from, just from the odd play on the radio? Yeah, or. yeah.
1: Because
0: they didn't really get any, like, um, commercial, well, prime slot airplay until probably the third album came out. But I think that that time, 1990, I mean, this kind of stuff... It just didn't get played on, like, Radio 1 was the kind of go-to station for our age group, wasn't it? No.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, it was. It was, like, the popular only, radio station.
1: I The only time I listened to Radio 1 was the late-night
0: stuff. Yeah, well, I never did. I never, because I don't know why, I just, I wasn't honed in on that. So if I listened to radio, it was in the day. But this kind of stuff just didn't get played on the, the, the main... Thing I don't think that came till about ninety three, ninety four. When
1: did you not watch the chart show? Because that because we it was literally like we, yeah I remember it's like oh is it indie chart this week is it indie chart this week it was like countdown was it like every three yeah. weeks or every four weeks it was the indie charts and <laughs> it was like we'd all be like oh oh yeah we must watch it this morning because it's the indie charts Saturday, Saturday mornings yeah. it?
0: but I I did but I don't think I probably didn't watch it in nineteen ninety I I was just kind of getting into my. Uh, stride with this kind of, you know, indie guitar music, Uh, just finding bands and starting to go to live gigs. Um, Just trying to think. But I probably, I think my first gig was probably six months away after this was released. So it would have been kind of... um, Your
1: first gig?
0: Yeah, the first, I mean, obviously I saw... Howard Jones and Curiosity Killed the Cat, but I don't count them. So the first gig that I went to that I paid for and I was kind of looking forward to seeing was awesome, 1990 okay. at the Lebanon. So, which was uh, the Darling Buds, uh, and they were supported by the caretaker race. Are you talking about the caretaker race? No.
1: So, Why would I be talking about the caretaker race?
0: Because... Um, the first time that the Sundays kind of came into prominence, they were supporting the caretaker race. So there was a lot of uh, journalists and indie types that had gone to see the caretaker race because there was a bit of buzz around the caretaker race. Andy Strickland, who was the the singer-songwriter, was previously in The Loft, who had a few minor hits up the hill and down the slope, was one of them. But they were kind of, again, they were that kind of, Undergroundy indie, late eighties vibe. You know, I so feel they,
1: I feel like I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sat here just like yeah yeah whatever yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so everyone went to you know there was a lot of people there went to see the caretakerists, including Steve. Love and the way
1: that you're talking about it like you were there, but you were so were <laughs>
0: there. Well, I know obviously <laughs> I weren't not there because this was like '89. I've just told you my first gig was '91. But obviously I've read about it, because I like both bands. I really like the Caretaker Race.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And I love the Sundays. OK, so,
1: carry
0: on. So, yeah, so... <clears throat> I know Steve Lamaque was there, because he's written about it in his book, and he's talked about it since. Uh, and the Sundays were, were the support band, and everyone was pretty much blown away by the Sundays. And they went that way, and the Caretaker Race went... Kind of that didn't really get anywhere. So, so that's why I wondered whether you'd found that in your research. Or? Mm, no.
1: I, I did great research. The first line on Wikipedia says, reading, writing and arithmetic, not to be confused with the three R's.
0: The three R's?
1: As in reading, writing and arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, huh? <laughs> Well, the other thing is that... And it's jangle pop, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you can't disagree with it. The other thing is that the album is apparently, and I only found this out recently, actually called Reading, Writing and Arithmetic. It was a pun on where they're from. But I've always called it Reading, Writing and Arithmetic. So I
1: did I did see that somewhere and I didn't understand it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I read it and I was like, I don't get that. All right, now I get it. It's so, a yeah. bit obscure, that, though. How would you know?
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I've always called it Reading, Writing and Arithmetic. So
1: As has everyone. Sticking really. with
0: that. Sticking <clears> with that, yeah. <throat>
1: So, and the other most exciting thing about them is they have, like, no digital footprint at all. And I'm completely blown away by that. Well,
0: that's <laughs> I, th- that's by like, design, yeah.
1: Well, clearly. Well, no-one who... I, I know various people who I've, like, known through the years yeah. who are, like, mildly famous or have... In a bit famous, yeah, and even them who were only mildly famous. Give me an example. No. um, Why? Have got bigger digital footprints currently
0: than the Sundays. Who are you classing as a mildly famous? I'm
1: not telling you. And it's in my dark past.
0: Right. Okay.
1: (laughs) So I just, it was just like, my God, that's just so impressive. I just, I'm just like, oh. (laughs) Cute
0: <laughs> like cut us. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a bit of a story behind it, isn't there? Is there? Well, in in the fact that they haven't got a digital footprint because of what happened after the third album. Obviously, the lead singer Harriet Wheeler and the guitarist, who were both a singer songwriters, got married, had kids, and they just wanted to stay away from the limelight and bring up their family.
1: How is that that's not, you made it sound like something really bad no, had happened. No,
0: but you know the <laughs> the I guess if you're into if you're into the band <clears throat> it's one of them things where the internet comes along and you try and find out about Bands. My Mm. favourite thing
1: that I found was this really dodgy picture that someone had taken in a supermarket. Oh, you saw
0: that, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's at the checkout, yeah. Is this Harriet Wheeler? And I
1: was like, well, it could be, but it could very much also not be. (laughs) And seriously, how creepy is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... so when you, you, when you try you, and find you, you out about it... You took
1: it. that picture, didn't
0: you? <laughs> I wish, I wish. I wouldn't have took the picture had have gone and spoken to her. But. No, but... She was running out of Tesco's. <laughs> so when you go and try and find out why, you know, about the band, when you realise, oh, who shall I look up next, you know, when the internet first hits, and there's nothing there, and then you have a look again another five years later and think, well, there'll be something now, and there's nothing, and then you dig further and think, why not? I think uh, I read somewhere the last time they spoke to the press was uh, 2014. And bizarrely, it was to uh, a magazine called American Way, which is an American in-flight magazine. (laughs) So, again, very obscure, and I don't know who the journalist was or whether it was someone that they knew. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they've got some... I can't believe you've done more research than I have. (laughs) That's just funny. No.
1: I'm, you I, crack on, mate. You run this.
0: I haven't really done a lot of research, but obviously um, I use Twitter.
1: Where all these notes come from?
0: Well, they, the, that, that's the bit on the Sundays. Uh-huh. And then we'll get to this bit in a bit.
1: Okay.
0: But the bit on the Sundays is because I'm on Twitter, you're not on Twitter, yeah. Well, I'm on Twitter. You don't, all right, you don't go I mean, on Twitter. I mean, I've got like... God, you're being very pedantic tonight. Well, I
1: am, I'm on Twitter. I've got like four different Twitter accounts. They're just, they're all in incognito. <laughs> And right. I don't like Twitter. It's very, it's very um, argumentative space. I feel.
0: Well, you'd fit in quite well then, wouldn't you? <laughs> I do not like it. <laughs> I'm
1: sarcastic, not argumentative. It's different. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: You can't roll your eyes on Twitter. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So they've got some. They've got some. A lot of fans. Famous fans. Elijah Wood. Frodo. Yeah.
1: Right. The actor.
0: So every year he tweets um, Where are the Sundays? Pretty much.
1: <laughs> he doesn't, does he? Jesus Christ, no wonder they won't come out.
0: <laughs> well, it, Harriet Wheeler, where are you?
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: So maybe you're yeah. a little bit more scary. I'm
1: um, I'm with them. I'd stay in. <laughs> They're probably be in witness protection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elijah would stalking them. <laughs> uh, David Badil. <laughs> He's actually proper friends with them. I think they actually did Well he says he is anyway. <laughs> no, nah, I know he is. They did um
1: How do you know
0: you know him? Yeah. <laughs> me and David, I like that. If you if you could see me, I'm crossing my <laughs> fingers. Um they did uh... I'm almost certain that they did an instrumental theme tune to one of his TV programmes. I can't remember which one. And I thought, oh well, wow, the Sundays. And then I found out later that he does actually know them and still speak to them. So (laughs) he was... Better than knowing them and not speaking to them. Oh, God. (laughs) I can see this is going to be one of them evenings. Sorry about this, people. So, uh, anyway, he, um, he recently spoke about the fact that they are still recording music, but whether it'll ever see the light of day and whether they want to release the, the music is a different thing so
1: oh, all you fanboys just have to cry into your coffee
0: yeah it'd be a shame if we never heard anything from them again but I kind of get it and I kind of respect it and it's pretty cool in some ways if that was it so three fantastic albums Um, and who else Tim Burgess of Tim's Twitter listening party fame. Obviously the Charlatans' lead singer as well. Uh, so two years ago, he uh, he was with a friend at a, a train station, Dalton Kingswood station. I'm guessing it's somewhere in London. Uh, and he recognized <laughs> David Gavorin and Harriet Wheeler, <laughs> said he had a good chat with them. And he had a chance to finally thank them for <coughs> inspiring the Charlatans' song the only one I know because obviously one of the tracks on reading, writing and arithmetic is you're not the only one I know so so yeah so that's a few things I can tell you about where they've been since the disappearance after the third album yeah I'm I'm
1: like it's just all too weird for me what is it? just I just Fanning, people fanning i'm not, i just don't get it <laughs> i like mark hommond i really like his music i follow his music i mean he can crack on and do what he likes <laughs> outside of that i mean i'm not I'm not overly interested
0: i think you're in the minority though. i think most people that are into something are into the stalking, people and that's stalking. all part of it isn't it that's all part of like being a fan and being interested in someone and finding out, you know, what they're up to and stalkers. Call it what you like.
1: <laughs> I love the way you don't deny it.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm not a stalker. Am I? I'm not like looking bloody telephone numbers. I mean, it's out there in the public arena. Yeah. So it's not really stalking, babe. No. Hmm. Yeah, I just stop deflecting from the fact you've got. I think it's weird.
1: I've got loads of notes They're just just pretty uninteresting, but I guess that's because I'm not funny, so I don't get it. So so I was quite—it was quite exciting that it's worth like thirty to forty quid on eBay. So I didn't tell you that earlier when you were looking for it. Just in Don't you case. dare get any ideas? <laughs> Just in case you got worried that it's, i flogged it.
0: It's worth way more than 30, 40 quid.
1: <laughs> so, so far, out of the albums that we've done, it's winning on uh, on monetary value. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clearly, the greatest album of all
1: time would be, wouldn't it? Come
0: on. I do wish
1: that I'd remembered that I'd found that earlier Could it's wound you up so much when you've lost it. <clears throat> I didn't lose it. Ah, Yes, you did. Um, reached number four in the UK album charts, 39 in the US billboard. It got to number four in the main charts? That's what it says.
0: Wow. I know it got to one in the indie album charts.
1: It broke through, um, as an album, but the singles didn't. So there was only one single on it, can't be sure. It got to 45.
0: That was released almost a year before, wasn't it?
1: But uh, Here's Where it was supposed to be released but it yeah. wasn't released because of the collapse of Rough Trade Yeah. so it may have uh, done better, had that not like interrupted the sort of flow of what was going on in terms of singles.
0: It got released <coughs> in America though, didn't it? Here's Where the Story is. Yes,
1: I think it did. Yeah. Uh so were a five piece. Paul Harriet Wheeler and David Gavarin. Gavorin. Gavorin, sorry. It's a fan. Right. <laughs> Who clearly just attract weird stalker types. And then Paul Brindley, Patrick Hannon and Lindsay Jameson were also part of the band.
0: Lindsay Jameson.
1: Played tambourine.
0: Right, okay. I'm, you, not, I'm not classing her as part of the band. Four piece.
1: Well, she was on Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, they've got it wrong. Don't believe everything you read. She don't count. She wasn't in the band. She might have played tambourine, but she won't. She didn't play with them live.
1: Okay, Rick. Jeez. Get back in your box. <laughs> Just stay in facts. I'll tell you what. You need to get yourself qualified as a Wikipedia author, and then you can get on there and correct it for them. You can cite the back I've got enough to do as uh, it is trying to keep you in check You can cite the back of the album cover For your citations um, Here's where the story ends uh, Covered by Tintin Out In 1998 Which was their second highest charting hit At number 7 um, Tintin Out also covered Do you know uh, Their highest hit was a cover. Stephen Tintin Duffy?
0: No. Tintin <laughs> <home>? <laughs> Yeah. No, I can't remember. <clears throat> Edith
1: Braquel, What I Am? Oh, yes, I do remember. Yeah. Uh, which I featured am, Emma Bunton. What am, what am, and got I to number two I, yeah, I in 99. Uh, and it was also covered in February 2021 by Kelly Duplex. So there you go. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> it's actually quite a good version.
0: Yeah, that tinted out version is awful.
1: Oh, I really like it. Oh. <laughs> I like it better than the original. Oh,
0: the vocals are <laughs> atrocious. And the, um... I like the beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just kills it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so cheesy. It's awful.
1: Oh, but you really like, like, dreamy female vocals yeah. without a strong drum beat. Oh, that's not my
0: bag. So... Where how many records did it sell that? Thirteen and Out version.
1: Don't
0: know. Okay. So I just because I've I've listened to other podcasts in the past that have talked about the Sundays, uh, and one of them. Oh, it's, so so I'm up against them,
1: am I? Because <laughs> because let's face it, I am never gonna win. <laughs>
0: It's not about winning, With is it? With my subpar research. No, but what I was going to say is one of the guys that was talking about the band, going back to the Never Heard From Again, he was saying that they took the money and run, as in like... What, Tintin' Out? No. The Sundays took the money and run from the royalties from the Tintin' Out version, because it sold. Mm. Shitload. It was like in the top, I don't know what they said, 20 selling singles of that year or something. This is what he reckoned. I don't think it was, but... Which is why I asked if you knew how many it had sold. Obviously, they made a packet off that, and that's why they, they packed in, but I don't think it was that. I think it was just...
1: A nice suite, Putting two and two together.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it
1: means that they were forced into yeah. doing something that they didn't necessarily wish to do. Yeah. I saw the quotes from, like, more recently, where they said that they... They'd written stuff but they weren't particularly they were they were very perfectionist and
0: yeah.
1: Whether they would release it was kinda of down to whether they really felt they wanted to.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, that that's kind of the fact that they've got the choice to do that is I would have thought that's that's even as a fan, that was something that you would wish for them to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um... <clears throat> or do
1: you want them to be starving artists and forced to release shit? No,
0: I never <laughs> Why would I want that? No, but I mean, some bands are at that <clears throat> level where even their mediocre stuff is way better than anyone else's good stuff. So from that point of view, sometimes perfectionism is a bit of a, um, a burden. It can be. So, But no, you know, respect to them. I, I kind of get it. I'm a bit of a perfectionist myself. I've got that kind of mindset. It's got to be right, you know, but... Yeah. So what else you got for us?
1: That was it. Yeah. There was literally boggle on the internet about Sundays and about anything.
0: Okay. So there you go. I saw them live <laughs> once uh, at the Leadmill, and I think it was when they were touring with their second album, Blind. Um,
1: See, I was trying,
0: obviously, there's stuff yeah. from later on, but yeah. I was
1: trying not to stray yeah, yeah.
0: too much into other things. Uh, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain about that. I can't be sure because um, when Blind came out, I think I was I was living away, so if I was at Leadmill I don't I can't remember whether I came back specifically to see it or whether it was when I came back later. Can't remember. But yeah, they were good, but they weren't obviously. They're not that kind of band that they're ever going to be dynamic and jumping around on stage. And they didn't really speak much in between. Yeah, uh, the songs. They weren't very uh, interactive with the crowd. But um, recreated the sound very well. So, so, can we get into the tracks? You can get into the tracks. Oh, come on, don't tell me you've not done your track by track analysis, babe.
1: I tried. And then the tracks just kept blurring. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't really get Sundays at all. It's totally a background record for me.
0: Wow. <laughs> OK, come on, let's do these tracks
1: Anyway, I knew that I didn't need to make that much effort
0: <laughs> That's a poor excuse, that How many times did you listen to it?
1: Oh, God, about like 12 or 15
0: No, you didn't I
1: did, I proper did Listen to it like about four or five times on vinyl yeah, and then like played it like at work and all sorts on but Spotify.
0: In a dark room with your headphones on. Really not that. No. Oh, that is the pinnacle of listening to any album. Reading, writing, arithmetic in a dark room, headphones on, to immersed any album. in it.
1: What? It's the pinnacle of listening to any album.
0: Yeah, that is like the best you can get. Okay. So. More homework for you to go away and not listen to even, it on headphones. Not
1: even a chance. It's not going to happen. Didn't feel anything? I don't dislike it. But I just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just didn't get it?
1: Just didn't get it.
0: Bloody no hell. I'm shocked. I, I very much was
1: like, <gasps> this, is, this is the sort of thing Mick likes listening to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well done. But no, I think one of the reasons why I, I do like it as an album is because it is an album. It's not like four or five singles with some extra tracks bodged on. I just think it is the quality of the songs, the songwriting, and the recording all the way through is just very consistent. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Go on. it's. A- it's not, it's beyond that. <laughs> I don't know what that it's word is. It's an
1: uber classic.
0: It's better than that. But great start to the album as well. That sonic noise when it comes in. One of the things that I used this album for was to relax as well. It is one of the albums that you... I found I could get lost in. I could put it on, just forget about everything, just lose myself in the vocals and the, just the sonics of the record.
1: You know, you know the only thing I'll say...
0: Yeah.
1: All the people that you listed as being, like, massive fans yeah. and the fact that um, David, was his face? I can't say his Gavory, second name. Yeah. Barely gets a mention, poor guy. It's a little bit of, like, Harriet Wheeler worship. There's many
0: men that follow this. Seems to be a theme. See, I don't think... I I think her vocals are absolutely stunning. But I haven't got a thing for Harriet Wheeler. I don't... I never found her attractive. Whereas with the... Oh, <gasps> my God, Rick! <laughs> with the Darling Buds. With uh, Andrea. You nearly yeah. forgot her name then. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, I had a thing for her big time. But um but yeah, David Gavorin, he should be up there in terms of not only his songwriting but his guitar playing is absolutely terrific. You can say so, like
1: stuff like on point, you know, as well. It's better than that. Come
0: on. <laughs> it's superb, it really is superb. Um if you if you if you put if you were to pull the songs apart and listen in isolation to some of those guitar sounds it's just fantastic it really is uh I mean I'm not you know I play guitar a bit I'm not a, a technical guitar player so I don't know enough to kind of describe what guitars you might have been using and the effects or whatever but he just gets a, a terrific sound it's a it's a a you know what I mean you could hear it and I'd know it was them pretty much so I, I kind of I know what you're saying about Harriet Wheeler because I think her vocals again are, are, are very unique, but I don't think it is that kind of worship because she's a young female. Well, female singer. vocals
1: can also be something that I think I think that is a big right. part of yeah, why
0: it is because they are as I said they are very I think then, they're very special.
1: But then they may not appeal in the same way to like me, for example. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I can't understand why anybody wouldn't love this album, but, you know, each to their own. Divorce papers are on the way. (coughs) So I will sell it then. (laughs)
1: uh,
0: I think one of the the interesting things about revisiting this, because I've listened to it a couple of times, I, I don't listen to it loads now because, as I said, I do like listening to the whole thing and I like being able to just kind of immerse myself in it. And I, I don't really get that opportunity these days. I don't, you know. Uh, I don't know when you're in your early twenties and you've got more time on your hands, and one of the things is you just kind of put records on. I don't do that so much these days, but um, I've lost what I was going to say now. What was I saying? I have no idea.
1: You don't get a chance to relax, <laughs> play less sport. That would be my recommendation. <laughs>
0: well, it's happening. Playing less sport is happening because my, my ankle's failing. Well, it's failing. There failed. you go. It's so very soon,
1: me. you're going to have much more opportunity to commune no, with Harriet Wheeler's vocals.
0: <laughs> what I was going to say is, yeah, sorry. The, the interesting thing about coming back to it is that I never uh, looked into any of the lyrics at all, and I didn't... They're not all that clear. There's parts of it that you can hear, what she's singing about.
1: See, that, is, again, you know yeah. I like like yeah. clear lyrics. Yeah. And so that was one thing that I could identify that was just it don't grab me because I can't understand what she's saying and I like to be able to like hear the lyrics.
0: Yeah. So I'm not sure do you know whether um I think on some of the songs he writes like I think he writes all the music to be fair but I think he did some of the words as well. Originally, I thought that it was just Harriet that did all the words, but I've read that he contributed as well. Did you see that anywhere or not? That wasn't on Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I read a few articles as well, but I don't recall seeing. Um, I don't. I, that wasn't something that like the the dodgy journalists from Melody Maker asked. So.
0: Okay. So anyway, the first um, track is called Skin and Bones. And there's some really clever lines in it. Um, Oh, you see me in a cardigan, and a dress, dress, dress that I've been sick on. I don't know why, I just like that line. So, and there's lots of little stories that go on within the songwriting. Um, And sometimes it's from a third person perspective, and sometimes they're clearly writing. Autobiographical.
1: I... In the interview that I did read, it yeah. was like contemporary to the. I don't know if it was that album, but the one that I sent you, the link. Yeah. Um. It was. There were he was like asking them about, were like, they like this other band or something? I don't know. And um, <clears throat> they were talking about how they wrote um, the the songs that they wrote, and they were saying that they liked they write. The songs were like perfect little moments, yeah. like little snippets. So rather than story, and you know I like a story. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, that's not what their their songs aren't like a story song. They're
0: more like a sort of a little kind bits and of pieces. That makes sense because some of it y- you can kind of see there's like beginnings of a story, and then you think well, what happens there, and you know, because like the next, I mean, here's where the story ends. My interpretation of that is it's about uh, obviously a breakup, but is it? her doing the break up someone broken up with her, you know. And in the lyrics they talk about um I'm presuming the her her lyrics, it's the memories of the shed that make me turn red. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um so you know, I'm guessing it's what did you do when you went down to the shed to get away with people, you know?
1: Do um, men not blush then?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Why are
1: they her lyrics
0: then? Because she's singing them. That's what I'm saying. I, I assumed they were all her because the the writing credits are Gavron and Wheeler, and because I know he wrote all the music. Well, I think he wrote all the music, and I assumed all the lyrics were hers. But so I don't know. I mean, they could be. They could all be hers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful song. That uh, can't be sure. the Third song. England, my country. Single. England, my country, the home of the free. Such miserable weather. <laughs> Quite <laughs> apt. Uh,
1: I do, I do wonder why that hasn't been covered more. I was thinking that. I was thinking. I'm surprised that hasn't been covered recently. Yeah. Because I think the way things are, like politically and stuff, at the minute, it it kind of it is like a little snippet that kind of makes sense right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think it's the strongest song on the album. I'm surprised they picked it as a single, but I, I think, as I said, they released it almost a year before the album came out, so I think it was one of them songs that they had got written. I don't think they'd been going that long, and I think they wrote a lot of the songs after they released that single for the for the album, because they met when they were studying in Bristol, didn't they, at university, um, and got together and then recruited. I think they recruited the two lads... Uh, mm-hmm. Pat Hannon and Paul Brindley through... Was it a a music mag, or did they just...? Uh, That never came up, I don't know. um, I can't remember, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I guess that's why that one was a a single, because it was one of the few songs that they had. Um, And it, it kind of finishes... And it's my life, and although I can't be sure what I want anymore, it will come to me later. And I think it's kind of just a bit, you know... I don't know where my life's gonna go, but it'll all work out, kind of thing. You know, it's kind of got that sentiment to it, hasn't it? It's a bit, bit of a whimsical song like the weather and this and the other. So, um, the fourth strike I I won. I mean, again, I assumed that this was about a, a relationship, because it talks about I won the war in the sitting room. I won the war, but it cost me. I won the war, and I, I feel proud. But now I'm, I'm not sure why, but... Uh, Sounds like a marriage, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, precisely, yeah. <laughs> but apparently it was... Uh, I read somewhere that it was about um, flat share or, uh, what do you call it, student accommodation. Shared house. Yeah.
1: Also would, would
0: fit. yeah. Walls within the, the sitting rooms of student accommodation. <laughs> so I thought that was quite cute. Hideous Towns. I love Hideous Towns. What a great song that is. Uh, uh, and Another great line. I know sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will just finish me off. Brilliant.
1: Oh, nothing to say there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, that's a that is a terrific song. I'm not sure... Is it a classic though? I <laughs> Cause, think cause I think like, that song I'm is just, again about just relationship. To, and, just to point yeah. out
1: to you that you've moved on from classic to terrific,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> and uh, there's been a lot of terrific stuff going on
0: tonight. <laughs> right. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Good job. I got a London accent. <laughs> terrific always oh, sounds better in a London accent.
1: No, uh, you do a really weird rolling R thing with it.
0: Okay. What, when I do me London? No, oh,
1: when just... you do, just... Okay. <laughs> you don't say it now.
0: <laughs> no. Er, uh, yeah. Where were we? Next song. Terrific. It is? So, side two. So that was end Hideous Towns finishes side one. Side two, You're Not the Only One I Know, which we already talked about, because it inspired the charlatans. Mm-hmm. Er... Uh, You're not the one I know. Oh, sorry, the only one I know. The only one I know. Apparently this song, they've never played it live, which this is possibly the best song on the album. So I found that a bit bizarre. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know whether it's true. Again, I've heard that and read it on a couple of sources, so it could well be true, but... Beautiful song. But that again, was the other thing.
1: When you put in um, the Sunday's band, all the top results are basically like whatever happens to you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So again, th- this song, I'm not sure whether it is uh, from a, a dumped point of view, like you're talking as though someone's dumped you or you've done the dumping. But it's a, again, it's a, a, about a breakup. I'm too proud to talk to you anyway. But if you do, don't you know that I don't mind, so it's kind of saying at the end, I'm guessing, have I made the right decision? You're not the only one I know, I can move on, but if we got back together, it'd be all right. That's my interpretation, and I'm sticking with it. Thanks. (coughs) I'm very happy for you. Yeah, track seven, again, beautiful song. I'm not (laughs) going to say the T word. You really had to think then, didn't you? you like, can't say classic, can't say tripping. <laughs> 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 if I could have anything in the world for free, I wouldn't give it to anyone else. But me. Except perhaps a certain someone. So, clearly. It starts off in a very kind of selfish manner, the song talking about, you know, it's all about me, but... Perhaps there is someone a little bit special out there that I'd like to share things with. Ah. <laughs> Harriet. <laughs> Track A, I kicked a boy. Now, this is the one where I wondered whether it was lyrically by David Gavorin, or well, maybe it was Harriet who went around kicking lads.
1: Well, to be fair, most women feel like kicking boys occasionally.
0: <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Right. Not surprised.
1: Mostly, you know, we're quite restrained and we don't always, but sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the song is clearly about someone that annoyed whoever wrote it and they decided they were going to trip it I love the him.
1: way that because it's about violence,
0: you can't contemplate that it was her that well, I, it. To be fair, <laughs> I assumed it was written by her, and then I saw a comment on a, a forum today, I was just looking at the lyrics today, and someone said that they thought it was David Gavorin that had written this song.
1: Oh, I think that says more about them than the song.
0: Quite possibly, yeah. Unless they know. But but I'd always thought it was Harriet, and it, it kind of... I don't know. kind of fits. I quite like the fact that she, she took some stick from someone and decided to give it back. So... Uh, Track nine, My Finest Hour. Uh, Very, very interesting song. My finest hour that I've ever known was finding a pound in the underground. Good line. Um, I keep hoping you're the same as me. I like this line as well. And I'll send you letters and come to your house for tea. Uh, This is not my interpretation. I did read this. But someone said that they thought it was about her, possibly having a thing for one of her professors at university and the song ends uh, talking about you're too young and it's though he's saying to her you're too young you know it's not gonna not gonna happen it's not gonna work and it kind of fits with the song whether they've just made up a little story to fit with the lyrics I don't know but so it's kind of interesting and then the the final song this is the song it's a a weird ending to the to the album because it's kind of kind of downbeat. I mean, it starts with a really kind of uh, understated drum bongo style, not bongo. That's the wrong word. No, no it's just very understated. But it's a very if you had to describe a song as a dream, I think this would be it. And the lyrics, I have never known. What any of the lyrics in this song were, because it's very the way she sings it. So I looked, at, I looked them up today, and it starts. The first two lines are "The Lone Ranger sold his wardrobe," and then "The Lone Ranger sold his bad dog." What the heck? Maybe and it I, was a dream. And then I put "Who cares?" Yeah, that'd fit, wouldn't it? <laughs> Good one. But yeah, I can't say enough about this album. I mean, for me.
1: You
0: know, you remember we were going to make it shorter tonight, though, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's put it out there. It's a 10 out of 10. I love it. And uh, it's aged well. I still love it. And it's, uh, as I said, my first 10 out of 10 mark. And if you give it anything less than a 7... <laughs> don't dare. <gasps>
1: <laughs> give it a three just for that remark mm, I reckon probably if I'm being generous maybe a seven I didn't just like it I could happily have it on in the background occasionally it gives me a bit of an earworm but I just for me to like love it
0: yeah I'd have to be able to hear the words yeah. and there'd have to be more of a story i think you i think if you and i never do this i know, i've never ever kind of took songs i don't know why i i've never that been that interested in the lyrics which is a, a bit bizarre because i i do like wordplay and probably the arctic monkeys is, is a good example where i've took a bit more of an interest in lyrics but generally i'm not i'm not that bothered about the lyrics But I think if you did read the lyrics and listen to it, you probably would add another dimension to it. I
1: read the lyrics.
0: As you were listening, oh? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough then. So we're going with seven?
1: Yeah, a reluctant seven. Because otherwise you might be really upset.
0: (laughs) If you want to give it a 6.99, you know, still round it up, I don't mind. No, give it what you want.
1: Oh, it I mean, you know, it's. I, I. didn't think it was a bad album. I don't think that there's a bad song on there. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah. For for you know, but again, it just didn't.
0: I mean, that's why that, for me. That's why I like it so much is because it is like a, a complete piece of work rather than lots of songs kind of. Stood you together at various points, and
1: but you listen to music really differently to me. Yeah. I mean, I've spent all week listening to the same song on repeat. <laughs> that would drive you mental.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Just and I literally can't get this song out of my head. What is it? Uh, it's Victor. It's called <laughs> Requiem, and it's from a, um, a from a musical. Oh, okay. And I heard it on the radio, and and I've totally swerved the musical. On purpose because I didn't really like the whole premise. It sounded annoying. And
0: Which radio stations is this Uh
1: That would be Magic at the Musicals. <laughs> hey, I get to drive to work now. I get to listen to what I want, and and I can't, I can't shift it, and I won't get it out of my head until I know every single word. Sing us a bit then. I'm close. No, no, I won't.
0: Drink more wine and then sing me something.
1: I will sing no requiem tonight, but it doesn't go like that very much. That's quite out of tune and. It sounded out of time. very nice. But it's um. It's the it's dear Evan Hansen, and it's and I I just. It's what. The the uh, the musical. It's called what. Dear Evan Hansen.
0: Dear Evan, that's a name then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> a New musical then. Newish. Okay. Like, a few years. So yeah, I just. If it's in the last twenty years, it's new a new musical.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just I totally swerved it, and then like I just heard it, and I literally can't take it out of my head. So, there you go, and that's but that's not how you listen to music, and, for me, that's, kind of what it takes, and, I mean, I've listened to that, that album, the Sundays album more than I would normally listen to, an album that I didn't have one song that I was passionate about. Yeah. And I still... It's passing me
0: by. Well, one of the podcasts I listened to was uh, two Australian guys that were talking about this album as well. And um, one of them was clearly into the Sundays. <clears throat> and um, the other one probably a bit like you, was aware of him, but I not really listened to the album and didn't like it. And uh, he picked out a, a certain someone as, like, a shocking song on the album. Oh, my God, i we ready for picking the bloody <laughs> listening device up and throwing it against the wall. I, I just don't get why he dissed that song out. Oh. I mean, it,
1: it,
0: ridiculous. And then the other one that I listened to was... Uh, <coughs> An American and um, an English guy, and they're obviously clearly doing it on the phone somehow. The clever podcast tech men, and um, yeah, the guy in uh, in America was bigging up the fact that it was like played over here all the time, was really successful, and didn't get a lot of airplay. It did quite well on the indie or the alternative charts in America, but it didn't. You know what I mean? It it, it wasn't it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't like he was making out that it was got a lot of airplay, but going back to what I was saying before, this time, 1990, you know, that mainstream radio, Radio 1, I mean, Radio 2 never played. It was all older stuff anyway, wasn't it, back then? I mean, it still pretty much is now, but they do have some new releases. Well, you listen, releases. To T, 50, I, near, I
1: listen to Radio 2, but that's because you're 50. I don't listen to Radio 2. Ever. Very rarely. I thought that's what your Ken Bruce was on, Radio I've not listened
0: to him for ages. <laughs> I miss my Popmaster, actually, yeah. I've not listened to it for ages to be honest. <coughs> no, it's pretty much six music or sport. But, um Yeah, I I had not this this kind of music had not made the breakthrough in 1990 it was
1: But you say that but it got to number 4.
0: The album. Yeah. Mm. So but, I mean
1: it was it clearly it had But some was exposure.
0: that because was that because that the, the the record by Public or it, you know it, it Everyone bought it at the same time because it had built up this groundswell of anticipation because it had been a long time coming and then it just psh, disappeared out of the charts kind of thing. I don't know. And I never used to listen to, you know, you were saying you listen to it in the evening. I never listened to John Peel. I never, I wasn't really aware of him until it was too late, unfortunately. So I kind of missed out on all that. And the only reason I kind of got into this music was through friends who were listening to similar stuff or this particular album was kind of start of the journey the Stone Roses then going out to see bands uh, buying the enemy a bit and then yeah there were snippets on like the chart show and, and then it did start I remember getting quite excited because you know on Radio 1 they were suddenly starting to play um, like Cooler Shaker and um, Blur and Pulp but before that, I never heard anything like that So, well, that's my recollection of it. I could be wrong. But I tried to look, actually, to see whether they got a list of, um, like, a playlist for Radio 1 around that time, but there was nothing on there. The only thing I found out that I was quite surprised about that they only kind of started moving it to an FM frequency in 1990. So, so yeah. So, nothing else to add on this album, Beb? Nope. Okay, that's it done. Greatest album in the world ever.
1: Sorry, Richard.
0: Score seventeen out of (laughs) twenty. Not bad. So nineteen ninety, January nineteen ninety,
1: mid January nineteen ninety. Uh, they weren't a lot.
0: So you would have just been turning, or it was just before your summer birthday, eighteenth
1: birthday.
0: Yeah. What were you doing for your eighteenth birthday? Uh, I honestly
1: can't remember.
0: Where would you have been? Were you still in still Suffolk? Still in
1: Suffolk. Um, I would have been studying for my final year of A-levels.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember the f- presents my friends got me.
0: If you are 18th, yeah?
1: Mm, I don't think I went out, but I might have. Um, I had a party in the summer, that summer, cos obviously my birthday's in January, yeah. so it's shit. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so...
0: What was the party?
1: What was the party?
0: Yeah, did you have it at home? Was it I had a barbecue.
1: A the druggies didn't come because my parents were going to be there, and I said there was no drugs. And then the really square people didn't come because... The druggies had been invited and they thought there would be drugs. This was great, so hardly anyone came.
0: (laughs) So that's how you split your... So we had the mods and rockers, you had the druggies and the squares.
1: Yeah, so there was only only about eight people there. Great, my dad got really drunk. (laughs) Mm. know.
0: So what would you have been playing, music-wise?
1: Oh, I can't remember, I don't know. So I got, and for my friends, I got uh, a pack of tarot cards, which I've still got, and a book about tarot.
0: Did they know you were interested? Or did this kind of well, start they, your interest? They
1: were my friends, so...
0: <laughs> so yeah, they... but what I mean is, did they <laughs> yes. kind of choose a present based on your personality and thought this might be something we could push on her so that she can tell us what was going to happen to us in the future? <laughs> or had you expressed an interest in it?
1: I think it was probably something I'd expressed an in interest in. I don't think they were quite that's that a, manipulative. That's
0: far, dull, far too dull. Fair enough. But at least you can remember what you got. I, I can't remember what I got for my 18th, I don't think.
1: Uh, because we, there was like five, four of us, five of us, and we all like clubbed together for each person's 18th. So right. they got kind of like, yeah. a, you know, more of a present than if we'd all bought individually. Um so. So yes, but I don't really read tarot anymore because it all gets a bit weird.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So.
1: So January nineteen ninety. There was a Burns Day storm. Okay. Thirty nine people were killed. However, it mainly affected the southwestern Wales, and I do not remember it at all.
0: What What date is Burns? Twenty
1: Light. summer
0: Twenty <laughs> first, is it? That
1: sounds likely. Okay. Okay. So uh and Lord Justice Taylor. Yes. The report was released with the recommendation that all top tier clubs were fully seated. Yes. That was
0: post Yeah, yes.
1: that week. Okay.
0: Uh
1: Mr Bean debuted on the <laughs>
0: Okay. Never <laughs> watched it. I was never much of a fan of
1: And Baywatch.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't watch that. <laughs> <coughs> I didn't watch it religiously, but when it was on, yeah. Yeah, so sure. yeah, Baywatch was
1: funny. Though, because screen. it was so bad <laughs> it was funny. When I, mean, I used to watch it. Um I looked at toys, but I mean, clearly you're all over Beyond Toys by then. Sega Genius, Nintendo Game Boy, My Little Pony, He-Man, Action Figures and Polly Pockets.
0: And who? Polly Pockets?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, Flood was released in the same week for music. You know who did Flood. You do.
0: Flood? Yes. Oh, it's an album? Yes. Oh, I thought he meant it was a musical. I'm like, oh my god, I've never heard this <laughs> musical that Kate's saying I should know. The flood. No flood. Flood. The album
1: was called Flood. No. Bird cages. In your soul.
0: They might be giants. Yeah. Okay, I don't know that album.
1: Oh, I thought you did. Sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And and someone.
0: I like that song, but I've never explored them further.
1: Someone shares the same birthday as the album. Right. A footballer.
0: Fifteenth of January.
1: Nineteen
0: ninety. Okay. Cool. I don't know.
1: Fernando.
0: Yeah. F. Fernando, Forestier. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well fella, found. I, that found out?
1: That. I was like, bloody hell, it's a footballer and I actually recognise him and it's someone that I know Rick will <laughs> know.
0: <laughs> oh, for <is> this <coughs> oh, Excuse me. So I yeah.
1: thought that was quite funny. So Unfortunately,
0: we can't sing that song anymore.
1: Oh.
0: Two years gone. Let's move on. <laughs> uh,
1: singles. Yes. You make me feel... Mighty Real was at number five by Jimmy Somerville. You made me feel. (laughs) Got to Have Your Love by Mantronics. I don't remember that at all.
0: Got to Have Your Love? Yeah.
1: No? Do you remember it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Touch Me? I can't remember how it goes, though. By the 49ers? That's not that. Surely can't be that Samantha Fox song. Touch me, touch me, I want to feel your body. You'd Google it, I know you can't, because your phone's up there, innit? Yeah. I thought Touch
1: Me, then it had in brackets, I want to feel your body.
0: That's it, that's that Sam Fox. Oh, you mean that's...
1: Yeah, I thought that was hers.
0: Yeah. Well, Touch Me, unless it's a cover of the door song. Come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Can't you see that uh, I am not afraid? No longer
1: will I do all the things that I used to do. Yeah. Well, I'm a big girl now. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think it's the same song.
0: don't remember that at all. Then. The 49ers. I mean, obviously, the 49ers were well, an American was, football
1: team. it was on the Best of Dance 90, so I'm ah. guessing that
0: <laughs> it probably wouldn't have been your thing. There you
1: go. So, uh, Tears on My Pillow by Kylie, number two. Ah. And hanging tough by new kids on the block at number one. I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, see, this is what I'm on about. A lot of pop crap in the charts, basically. I don't
1: know. See, Jimmy Somerville. I got a bit of time for that. Yeah. But obviously it was a cover, so kind of. Yeah. But the the four others. Yeah. Yeah, Kylie. Kylie. I, I don't them. even really remember that Kylie song to be honest. It's a bit. Uh... She must have been quite close after the end of Neighbours, surely.
0: Uh, well, yeah, because she started her pop career when she was still in it, didn't she? She didn't... I'm, I'm pretty sure... She quit soon after, but when they released, I oh, should be so lucky. I'm sure she was still in in Neighbours and that first album came out, Kylie by Kylie, which I have got. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's on that. I think it was like... the. Um, I have a feeling that was one of the first songs that was released after that first album. Okay. And it was a bit kind of uh, ballady.
1: Then albums, a fact, Affection.
0: Sorry, Tears On My Pillow, That I think that's a cover. Is it? Yeah. Not I can't remember who. I think like a 60s or 70s song. Are you sure?
1: Yeah. No. Let's
0: have a look. Oh, my brain. Here's where we find out my brain's failing me. Well.
1: I mean, you're thinking about Kylie, so, you know.
0: Yeah, still looking good. Still looking very good. Although I couldn't tell yeah, you... Yeah, it's a cover. I couldn't tell you what she's uh, singing about these days. Really.
1: I do not remember her singing that. So who, who, who had the original? I, uh, Johnny Nash, maybe? Oh, Johnny That was Nash. the only one yeah. that... I don't actually know if that was the original. Yeah. That it's been done does. by a lot of people, that song, I think. so. Uh, Affection, Lisa Stanfield, number five in the album charts. Got that album. You've got a Lisa Stanfield
0: album? Yeah, I went to see her live. Really? Yeah, me and Ringo went to see her at City Hall. Okay.
1: Uh, Enjoy Yourself by Kylie Minogue. So obviously that was the album that it was from. Yeah. Uh, Foreign Affair by Tina Turner. Yeah, I've got that. I remember being traumatised (laughs) by Tina Turner during that period. She wore a lot of leather.
0: Affection by Lisa Stansfield had All Around the World on it. All
1: Around the World together. I did like that. Uh, Hanging Tough by New Kids. God. And But Seriously by Phil Collins. Yeah,
0: Phil. Yeah. (laughs) No, very good songwriter and better singer than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, I haven't got that. On. I never had any of his solo stuff. I had about three Genesis albums when he was singing with Genesis, after Peter Gabriel left. So I, I do quite like Phil Collins, but not to the extent that I bought his stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, nineteen ninety. What other song jump out of you from nineteen ninety? Do be good to me. That was nineteen ninety, wasn't
1: it? See, I was listening to things like R.E.M. and. A bit of Aerosmith, and just lots of really desperate stuff and styles and yeah. kind of.
0: You see again, Michelle was big into R.E.M., and I didn't get into R.E.M. until. Um, what's the the yellow album? Out of time. getting out. Oh. <clears throat> until they kind of hit it big time, and she was listening to you the, too.
1: I listened to you too.
0: Yeah. So as I said, I was just still kind of finding away way in. now.
1: just all sorts of like, just and and not really anything that touched the charts really.
0: Yeah, I wasn't I, I wasn't that into music at this point until this was the time when I started discovering it, really, <clears throat> late early nineties and then, as I said, when we started going to see live bands. Mm. So I was kind of on the cusp, but it was, you know, uh, I do remember Doobie. Good to me, being a charts. killer, Adamski. I think that was nineteen ninety. Uh, the Charlatans was probably one of the first albums that I bought. That was kind of what you call indie alternative. Uh, some Friendly, like I love that album. I think I still think that's their best album, The Charlatans. So, but that was again that was a bit later in the year. That was kind of summertime. So. So yeah. Mm. Films? Did you do films? I didn't do films. No. You did want to make it shorter, I really did want to make it shorter. Okay.
1: I did want to revisit the whole theory on why time speeds up. Okay. As you get older. Okay. So basically it is because you're not paying as much attention.
0: (laughs) So there is a thing, so you dismissed my thought of this. What do you mean? Well, when I mentioned the fact that the team... Time did seem to go quick as you got older. You were very dismissive of it.
1: No, I said it's what people say because they're not paying attention.
0: And oh, then, so you just did the research just so you could no, prove no. that you were right?
1: You, I sent you this article.
0: Oh, I didn't bother reading that. Wait. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so then, like, two days later, I ping, like Facebook pinged this article up at me about why does time go faster as you get older? <laughs> And basically... As a result of what? It says it's to do with signal processing through your brain.
0: Why did Facebook ping that at you?
1: I don't know. Probably because it knows that I read shit like that.
0: Has Facebook been listening to our podcast? Yes,
1: Rick. So your (laughs) neural pathways become more complex, so it takes more time for signals to get through. And age-related damage causes resistance. So your perception, your visual perception slows down so you get less frames per second or whatever. Yeah, In terms of visual perception. So more time passes between each mental image. So time, so you don't have as much, there's not as much, there's not as many mental images to process. So it feels like Time passes quicker because you're not taking as much information in. Okay. But clearly, that's not an issue for me because I never took any information in anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for me, it's
0: just the same. <laughs> so, did you did you read the most important bit about this article? How you reverse this? Well, it's a theory. So, how do you? Re- yeah. What do you mean, how do well, you the reverse it? You right. can't
1: reverse ageing.
0: <laughs> Someone did it. Does that guy. I know that annoys you, but you can't reverse ageing. What do they call him? Benjamin Button? Is he real or what, or is that just a fictional thing? Is he thing? real or what? It's just a fictional thing, isn't it? I've never seen the film. i read it.
1: I think you just answered your own question, then.
0: Fair enough. <clears throat> So what else have we got to talk about? Is that it? Is that the damp to Well, into our you've got podcast? more notes, haven't you? Well, I just wanted to say that uh, this week there are three things I want to talk about. Two new releases. One from my favourite artist of all time. Harriet Wheeler, suddenly re-emerged. <laughs> uh, our friend Ian Prowse. Um, so he's... Um, Going to be releasing a new LP in February 2022, called One Hand on the Starry Plow. So I heard a few snippets this week. Did you see that clip of him?
1: I actually didn't even know this was happening.
0: So. Oh, did you not? No. no. So yeah, he's, he's new. They finally give it a title and give it a release date, and the artwork's pretty cool. It's kind of his head, but the back of his head morphing into the night sky and stars. It so sounds a, quite disturbing. It <laughs> looks good. So there was a, a, a bit of a clip on him uh, on his Facebook this week of him counting in the brass section and then playing a, a bit of a cool uh, melody. Uh, so, yeah, obviously we're going to go and see him uh, October the 2nd, 3rd. So Friday, day, it's the first Friday. The day before in, Helen's birthday. It's the first Friday in October.
1: Well, Helen's birthday meal.
0: In Sheffield.
1: Is Helen's birthday meal on
0: her birthday? Uh, I I don't know. Don't put me under that much pressure. <laughs> I'm not very good with birthdays. It could be. And then the following day, he's playing with Miles Hunt, uh, the lead singer of the Wonder Stuff, in Shrewsbury. So that's October the second. And there will be a full UK band tour. In 2022 for Ian, including The and in Leeds on April Fool's Day.
1: And isn't everybody looking forward to when we get to the Pele and Ian Prowse albums? <laughs> you yes. are.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. And he, he also uh, started his own podcast this week with, uh, I think he was some sort of producer who used to work for BBC Radio Merseyside.
1: I Feel Followed.
0: You Feel Followed, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he only did it because we've done ours. <laughs> That's a good idea, let me do that. Uh, yeah, I listened to that, it was quite good. I mean,
1: thankfully, his voice is not as sexy as mine, so, you know.
0: Uh, <laughs> I say, <is> it not? <laughs> <laughs> well, who's his darling?
1: <laughs> not yours, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when you put your fake, posh accent
0: <laughs> on. <laughs> is it not very good? Really not, no. All right, I'll stick to Yorkshire then. All right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's quite exciting, so we <clears> will <throat> be getting tickets for that. And then you're shocked me this afternoon. Did I? Yeah. Soft sell. Okay. Live dates, new album, uh, and the live dates are then playing Non-Stop Erotic Cabaret in full. I thought you'd be well up for that, but apparently not. So they've got four dates for that. They're playing in uh, November, Glasgow, Manchester, Leeds and London. And that's celebrating the fortieth anniversary of that LP, which we covered. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen. <laughs> uh, and then they are releasing a new album in spring twenty twenty two, called Happiness Not Included. And that'll be their first release since Cruelty Over. Oh, sorry, Cruelty Without Beauty in two thousand and two, which I think I bought you the CD of. And you still haven't listened to. Is that correct? Yes. You slacker. So get that listened to. But it'd be interesting to see what that sounds like. So there was a quote from Mark Armand and it said, in this album, I wanted to look at us as a society, a place where we have chosen to put profits before people, money before morality and decency, food before the rights of animals, fanaticism, sorry, before fairness, and our own trivial comforts before unspeakable agonies of others. But in the album, there is also a belief that there is a utopia if we can peel back the layers and understand what really matters. So, pretty deep, but some good messages on there. And then Dave Ball's quote is altogether very, very different, (laughs) succinct to the point and also pretty good. It says, recorded remotely during a world pandemic, science fiction stories for the 21st century. (laughs) I thought that were brilliant.
1: He's always been a bit less flowery. I
0: thought that were good, that. Good quote, and then yeah, uh, the final thing is we've just got to finish off on a random single of the week, which came what to do you me. Mean
1: we've got to finish off on it. Rick wants to introduce a spot every week where he can talk about a random single of well,
0: the week. I didn't think, I didn't think <laughs> it was coming to me like this week because we've got the other one lined <clears throat> up. Because our son, we've been trying to encourage our teenage son to try and find a job. So Kate remembered some song from...
1: <laughs> so I do like to, like, um, encourage teens in a very proactive <laughs> way. So I paid him guess a job, by <laughs> boys from the black stuff. <laughs> Which... And he was really underwhelmed by the
0: whole experience. Was that a late 80s song? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it was from the TV, because there's that... Well, that we heard the lyrics in there talking about are Hu, so it is Boys From The Black Stuff, which I'm pretty sure is an, an 80s TV programme. any job. <laughs> yeah. So it is kind of a bit of a spoken over, a, a bit of a beat mm. in it, yeah. So I thought we were going to have to use that, but then... Well, like, that would be a bad thing. No, it would have been a good thing, but <laughs> the point of it was that this single, random single of the week, just come to me out of nowhere. And again... Was it last night or the night before? Oh, I don't know. Oh, and I went, what's this song?" <laughs> 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 and you came back from the bathroom and you said,
1: "I don't know."
0: But, <laughs> but, but I can sing you the lyrics. <laughs> and that was it. You got it. And it was, of course, "Loving You" mm-hmm. by Minnie Riperton. It was, yes. What a beautiful song. But uh, again. <laughs> don't know where it came from. I hadn't heard it. I haven't listened to it for years. Bizarre. Most bizarre. Do you know anything about Minnie Ripperton? No. No, neither do I. Maybe we'll have to uh, have a look and see. Because, very, again, very unique vocals to that song. Mm. So, yeah, maybe we'll have a listen to a bit of Minnie between now and the next episode. What, just in case you don't come up with another random single of the week? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure something will uh, You can do a appear. continuation. Something will appear out of nowhere. So that's it. Uh, we've just got to talk about what is next. I
1: <laughs> the way you said, that's it, like you were bored. <laughs>
0: never, never, darling. Yes, the next uh, episode is going to be, I think it's the only vinyl album that we both own.
1: Probably.
0: I, I can't think of another. I know there's a, there's a CD or two that we <clears throat> both own. Um, but yeah, big, big album, end of the 80s. And uh, it is the debut album by Tracy Chapman, which is called Tracy Chapman. So looking forward to that because it is a, a very good record. I had a couple of listens. It was good to revisit that.
1: I actually bought that album as well when it came out. Yeah.
0: Oh wow.
1: And I remember why I bought it. Ooh. I mean, like it'll be like the only episode that we do <laughs> where I'll actually be like, "Yes, and this happened."
0: <laughs> <laughs> what year? I think it was. Was it eighty-eight? 89? I would say eighty-eight. Yeah, you want to say eighty-eight but we will find out for sure on the, the next episode. So, yeah, thanks a lot for listening. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Memorabilia Pod, I think it is.
1: And, oh, I'll um, set up a Facebook page, don't worry. Yay! Like I haven't got enough leading Facebook pages to <laughs> manage already.
0: So soon you'll be able to find us on, on Facebook as well, and... Bleeding me, <laughs> <immobilia> podcast. <laughs> That's what it'll be called. <laughs> and, and you never know; we might even get an email address if we ever pick up more than ten listeners.
1: Why would you do that?
0: Just in case people want to email. Well,
1: could they not just like tweet you?
0: Yeah, but you only get little little bits. I
1: can send you a message on Twitter.
0: It's still limited, though, isn't it?
1: is not it? I don't know. I think it is. Or send me a message on Facebook, and I'll ignore it.
0: Yeah, you're good at that. That's why. You've just answered your own (laughs) question. Or talk to us, because,
1: like, let's face it, we know everyone that
0: listens. Yeah, no one's one's come back to us yet and said, hey, (laughs) give us a shout out, we don't know you. So, yeah, I don't even know the people that do listen to us. They can just send you a text, you'll be fine. Yeah. We did actually speak to someone this week that said that they listened, so that was quite interesting. Me? I didn't speak to anyone this week, said they listened. Oh Bev. Oh you shouldn't be nowhere, though. That's what I mean. I meant with Hi Beverly <laughs> 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 That's what I mean. I, even the ones that we I mean, presume are people we know, other than me woman who always picks out something, Mum don't pick out anything this week that I'm upset you about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then uh, and then we go on holiday the week after that, so we're thinking about doing a a guest episode because we're actually holidaying with some friends of ours, or we're in the same resort. Resort? <laughs> is it not? <laughs> Hold on. We're, <laughs> we're going on holiday, is it not a holiday resort? Mm, no? You're going to be very disappointing. I just meant it's a place by the seaside. Don't you call that a holiday resort, no? Well, I
1: would call it a seaside village, personally. How do you know you've never been? I've looked at it on Google Earth. Have you? <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. So we are going to be in the same seaside village as two of our friends who we know listen to the podcast. So. We'll see you there, David and Yeah, Yes, so
1: we're going to make them join in so that because we're a bit
0: bored of talking to each other. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, thanks again. Until the next time. Au revoir. Goodbye. Adios. Oh, God. <laughs> see ya.